0: 280-pound Salvatore Pitera, in a powder-blue jogging suit and tinted aviator glasses, stepped out of Frank's original pizza onto Spring Street. He had a slice of pizza in one hand, too hot to eat, and he was blowing on it as he waddled through street traffic. At the corner of Elizabeth Street, he passed the social club. A group of old men sat out front, in tattered easy chairs, drinking espresso. Hey, Wig! Sally Wig! One of the men called out to him. The old man laughed. One man, the oldest, in a dark jacket and unbuttoned white dress shirt, put down his demitasse. Hey, Sally, what are you walking so funny for? You got the piles or something? I don't want to get any fucking pizza on my shoes, Sally said. Hey, wig, said another espresso drinker. Looking good. The old man laughed. Sally kept walking west, his face all red now, jaw clenched, both eyes on his new Bally running shoes. When he was out of sight of the old men, he reached up to feel if his hair was on right. Three young men in spattered white chef's jackets and black and white checked pants stood out front of the dreadnought grill. The chef, the tallest one, was pale and thin, with long brown hair that curled out from under his chef's hat he held a copy of La Ruse Gastronomique and was turning the pages furiously. He wore the hat high on his forehead and pulled straight back like a skull cap. A cigarette dangled from his mouth. Barblanc, 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 he was saying. Reading over his shoulder was Tommy. Darker and not as tall as the chef, his hair stood up straight and spiky like a young Trotsky's. He had a faded blue bandana draped over his shoulder. Two kitchen towels hung from his apron strings, one on each side, and he wore black food-encrusted combat boots. He shifted his weight from one foot to the other impatiently while the chef turned the pages. Ricky, younger than the other two, with thinning blond hair, stood at the chef's other shoulder, cleaning his fingernails with a paring knife. He gnawed on a plastic swizzle stick. "'I'm telling you right now,' said the chef." There was no, repeat, no cream in a real beurre blanc. Zero dairy. Got it? Look. He found the page in the ruse. You see any mention of cream in there? No. You put cream in there? It ain't beurre blanc. Tommy, his sous chef, turned away from the book, saying, glad I didn't take the bet. He reached in his front chest pocket, fished out a Marlboro, and lit it. So what the hell we've been serving, then? I don't know what it is, said the chef. It's cheating is what it is. And I'm telling you right now, both of you, I come in and find you or Ricky sneaking cream in there again, you'll be peeling fucking shallots and bearding muscles for the next fucking month. That's how we made it at Ciro's, said Ricky lamely. Keeps it from breaking. I don't care how they do it at Ciro's, said the chef. Ciro's is a fucking slop house. I want it done this way, like it says in the book, the right way. And strain it. I'm not asking for you to run it through a goddamn cheesecloth, for Christ's sakes. Just pass it through a fine sieve. I don't want little bits of fucking shallot in there. Yesterday, I come in, and Tommy here's got a burr sitting out like, like fucking tartar sauce. It's got so many shallots in it. And cold. Shit, was sitting up like a rock. You put that on a piece of fish, it's gonna slide right off your lap like a scoop of ice cream. All right, said Tommy. I got it. No more dairy in the burr. I guess this means I gotta stop putting cornstarch in the demi The chef turned and gave him a dirty look. Go suck a turd, Tommy. Ricky pushed some long blonde hair out of his eyes and put the paring knife in his jacket pocket. He started to peel a gray rust-colored band-aid off his left thumb. Chef uncovers another crime against food. Perpetrator unmasked. Dining public, grateful. Case closed. That thumb doesn't look so good, said the chef. It's coming along, said Ricky, holding up a swollen pink digit neatly bisected by a jagged wound. He rolled up the old band-aid into a little ball and flicked it into the street. He reached into his breast pocket for two new ones. These things are a fucking pain to unwrap, he said. The shelf helped him to rewrap the wound. Just don't leave any band-aids in the food, he said. Then he turned and disappeared down the steps into the clatter and hiss of the basement kitchen. "'He's cranky today,' said Tommy. "'What's his problem?'